0: Welcome to the Everyday Saints podcast. This is the opening episode of season 3 and I am excited uh, as we are exploring what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus in everyday life. I have Cody Morse with me today. Hey Cody.
1: That's me. I'm back. Season 3. And Yo. we
0: are we are going to be focusing on another one of the values that we see Jesus living out. Uh, in the Gospels, and it's the the value of seeing others this season and we're going to be talking a lot about this uh visiting with several different folks about how they how they do this thing called seeing others just in their lives and at work and at school and in their families and all kinds of things but uh just want to start off this season by. Diving into like what what does this even mean? Seeing others, it sounds like kind of a buzz phrase of some sort. So, Cody, when you, when you hear that phrase, what does that what does that mean to you?
1: I think of it as a buzz phrase.
0: No, uh, really, it, it does so, kind of sound that way. But
1: seeing others for us as Christians is in a way like it's partially like on the harsh end. I think kind of us just getting out of our own way. At times, I think uh, is is one way you can look at it. Depending on what season of your life, that's definitely been what it what it meant to me. Uh, other times, I think it it pairs really well with this idea of like you know spreading the gospel and like sharing the gospel. Um, we have to be able to see others to to minister to people, um, to to be Jesus to people. And when we see Jesus throughout the gospels. Uh, seeing others was really just—it's all over the place, right? Like, yeah. um, your real like classic example, like woman at the well type thing. It's like this is a moment where like he looks out and he sees this person and like strikes up a conversation. Like, uh, it's definitely something that was important to Jesus uh, as we see it through his ministries.
0: Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. Like Jesus was—he's the prime example. Uh, we we see him the woman at the well, but we also see him like engaging with people that others just like looked down on the woman caught in adultery. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't go, Oh yeah, let me throw that stone. But like he sits down and, you know, kind of waits out the religious leaders and then he just tells her go and sin no more. And, uh, you know, we, even like Mary Magdalene Mm -hmm. became one of his followers and like he had this ongoing relationship with her because he saw her where she was uh, and it, it's just, it is literally all over the gospels. This is just what he did Yeah, is he, he looked through the facade of people, right. And, mm. uh, saw who they were and what they were truly going through and met them in that and ministered to that. Uh, it, it almost is like this prerequisite for any kind of ministry that we're going to have. We have to, we have to look through and see people. Um, and, it also, like, when I when I hear that phrase, I also go back to, like, the first Avatar movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this, this phrase, I see you, which has yeah. c- caught hold in, in our world today. It becomes this, you know, we we say this, I see you, brother. You know, I see mm-hmm. you, sister. In other words, like, yeah, I get that, too. I relate to what you're going through, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's so important uh, in the Gospels. And then I think for us today as Christians and just as believers, man, like, uh, that's one of those things that, especially if you're in a new place, if you're in a new environment, if you're unsure uh, of a space, like people that take the time to just get to know you. Um, and for no other reason than just like, I just really would like to know your name and like why you're here today. Like, uh, that stuff really matters. And so, um, we see through the gospels that it makes this massive impact. We see how it is a a centerpiece of Jesus' life, but, as you look at the church today, um, there's absolutely no doubt that like, that's why a lot of people choose the church that they go to, right? Like you felt welcomed there. You felt seen like, uh, you wouldn't want to hang out at uh, a place, have a job, um, anything like that, where you felt like nobody saw you, nobody (laughs) paid attention, nobody noticed you um and so the fact uh that we wouldn't want that same exact thing in your church experience uh it would would be crazy right like um it, it matters that you've been seen you feel really you feel important in a way you feel valued in that um and that honestly kind con- kind of becomes contagious and the hope is that right like you you take that and you start looking for other people and you start seeing other people uh and all those kinds of
0: things but yeah when you when you talk about that that idea of like <laughs> feeling seen and feeling heard, uh, and, and not just ignored. Like I immediately go to, uh, it's a movie from the nineties office space, yes. uh, with Milton and his red swing line stapler. And he's like the, the bumbling guy that gets ignored by everybody. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, and we don't want to be Milton. Nobody wants to be Milton. No,
1: nobody does. And you feel sorry for, for, move for stuff Down to the basement. Like yeah. <laughs> and as a Christian, like you're called to like, make sure that people don't. And, uh, it starts with definitely seeing others for sure.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm curious, uh, do you have any, like, when you think about this concept of, of seeing others, has there any, been anybody in, in your life that you're like, man, that person, I felt valued, I felt heard, I felt seen. Like, this is the person who I feel like has epitomized that in my own life.
1: Yeah. So for me, um, going through and being a – going into ministry – um, through Bible college, like internships were a big deal and they were always encouraged. Like, Hey, you need to be interning. I wanted to do youth ministry. Um, and Bible college teaches you a lot of the book smarts for that kind of stuff. But internships are really where you figure out uh, about youth ministry. And I, I had a internship at a church back home in Florida. Uh, and the person that was over the internship was a guy named Tim gray. And this is a dude that I don't think, um, I don't think I've ever met anybody else that just really embodies this idea of seeing people quite like he does. Um, He's a person that... Uh, in that space, so you're an intern. This is my my first internship after my freshman year of Bible college, which meant I had a lot of really like strong opinions and really great ideas because I just left a year of Bible college, and so I know all the things. You I'm know ready. everything at that point, exactly. And I'm ready to rewrite all the stuff. And uh, here's this guy that just lovingly steps in and is like, "Well, the primary thing is to like love on students, and so like let's just start there before we." like rewrite <laughs> like before we rewrite church policy and stuff like that. And yeah. so um took that that person, took that kid that I was uh in that season and just really showed me uh saw where I was didn't discourage that passion that I had, didn't discourage that fire um and, and desire that I had really to serve and, and to be an impact and to uh to serve the kingdom well. Um, and just helped kind of channel that into um, more productive ways, more productive routes, got a lot of wisdom, got a lot of learning. But um, this is a person that, I mean, like would always, always ask, like, what do you think about that? Like, how do you see it? Like, what what do you think is the central piece of this? How, how can you apply that? Like someone that asked a ton of questions, um, I feel like he did very little, like instructive talking where it's like, this is how we're going to do this. A to B to C was just someone that was like, just really want to hear your thoughts. Like, how do you feel that event went? How do you feel that, uh, that turned out? Um, and every time he would ask those questions, I never felt judged. It never felt like it was this sarcastic, right? Sometimes it's like, well, what do you think happened? You know, right. um, kind of attitude. This was just a guy that was like, no, I just really want to hear your thoughts and, um, just use that as a, as a way to, to make me feel valued in a season when uh, I didn't really need any help being uh, encouraged, I guess you could say. Um, Cause so you I, already knew everything. Exactly. I already yeah. knew everything and I was clearly on fire and I was the most righteous person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the place at that point. But still even in that and looking back on it, like lovingly, like tone some of that down while just focusing more of it moving forward. Um, and so, and there are things that I do today that like are a hundred percent because of him. And there are moments in student ministry now where I'm like, Tim, dude, like, what would you do in this situation? So, uh, that's a mentor that I'll have for life. Um, and it started with him seeing this kid that was really excited to serve and just channeling that into something more.
0: Similar to that. I had a, uh, one of my professors, so I did, uh, the se- I got an associate's degree uh, here in the Houston area, and I did the rest of my, my degree for my bachelor's degree at Dallas Christian College online, uh, and I had a professor that I probably had for three or four of my classes uh, that, and you think in an online setting, like literally couldn't see me yet made me feel seen, right, yeah. uh, would reach out. With with email correspondence and things like that outside of the the class module or whatever, um, and it, so Derek Voorhees, like he's now the president of Boise Bible College, um, and in that mo- like he just was somebody that, and we continued to have an ongoing relationship beyond that that uh, bachelor's degree program that I was in, and um, had a lot of encouragement and wisdom for me in those. Those early years of ministry, and very similar to you, like that—that that academic uh, presence that he yeah. had in my life, like there was there was some authority, and I I looked to him as a mentor. Yeah, but I, I tell you, like one of the one of the people that really made both my wife and me feel seen. Um, so back in 2020, you know, the world's imploding, all this stuff. Well, yeah. in the midst of that, like I had a I went up to Nebraska to have a surgery in the midst of, every, you know, everybody is doing COVID stuff. I'm like, I'm going to the hospital guys. Yeah. Um, but you know, I had uh, a surgery to fix some things in my intestines. And after about seven days, like I had to go back to the operating room, uh, because w- the surgery they had done started to kind of fail. And so mm-hmm. they had to fix some stuff. And I just remember the doctor who visited me every single day in the hospital, like there's a team of doctors and this one, she was like the point person for my case. Uh, She walked in as my wife and I are kind of downcast and and despairing um, because it's like, what happens if this doesn't, this, this fix that we just did doesn't work, you know, and we're, we're thinking all the worst case scenarios and it's just, it's a really hard situation And she just walked in and she said, I just want you guys, like, we are really good at what we do. And so I just want you guys to hold on to hope. Like, we're not feeling like this is hopeless. We feel we've seen really, really bad things happen. Mm -hmm. But in this situation, like, we don't feel like that's where you're going to be. And just in that moment, like, this doctor, even tearing up a little bit as she's talking to us, you feel like you're not a number. You feel like someone cares and yeah. sees you and is there to to listen and, and offer some hope. Like that was huge. Yeah. And that like, that made a huge difference in our own countenance at that moment.
1: Absolutely. Well, and I think like in, in that example specifically, what I love that it's highlighting, right. Is like, I mean, in, in reality, like it didn't mean that like that procedure still didn't have to happen. Right, like that surgery still had to happen. There was still the recovery process. There's still all of those things. But just in that moment, like you said, like uh something as simple as like, hey, like we aren't giving up hope, so you shouldn't either. Like seeing where you are and taking the the two seconds, you know, 30 seconds to to say, like, keep your chin up kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like matters a ton. And it, it impacted you uh in these big massive ways. And I think uh as Christians, like Seeing others is one of the like, it, it takes some training, right? Like it, it takes the, some patience. Um, the things that I struggle with a lot with it is like I'm a dude that loves a schedule, and so the second that my schedule is, is off, like I'm like, oh, I gotta hurry up and make up that time that I lost, right? And uh, seeing others means that you have to be willing to slow down, and I'm not always willing to do that, you know. And so you'll see these moments that that break happens, but in reality, it's not a huge time investment to make a difference like that. It's not something that is uh, in the scheme of ministry. It's not necessarily a weekly meeting, right? It's not necessarily this thing that you have to do all the time. You just have to take the 30 seconds once. 1030 on
0: Wednesdays. That's when I see somebody. Exactly,
1: dude. I got it. I'm going to go people watch for these 25 minutes and uh, that's when I'm going to look for people, you know? Um, but it makes such a big impact. Like it's one of these things where like God uses that opportunity, uh, in so much bigger and so much greater ways than we could ever imagine. It really is one of these moments of God, like multiplying your offering, right? Like I'll take these three seconds and God's like, great. I'm going to like really impact this person's life because of that. And so uh, it's such a cool thing to, to get to do, um, when we do it.
0: One of the things that, it, it haunts me sometimes when, when I think about, you know, ways that, uh, I had an opportunity to see somebody and I missed it. Um, uh, I don't know if you have any, any moments where you're like, yeah, oh, I,
1: absolutely, I dude. had this thing
0: and I totally ignored that person that just needed me to care about them in that moment.
1: One of my, uh, one of the thing, man, like, uh, it's I don't want to say as a young youth minister because I feel like I'm not that old, so don't want to throw that out there. But Ripper snapper. Um, but when I was when I was slightly younger and definitely less mature in uh, what I'm doing, um, there were so many uh, Wednesday nights when we had Wednesday night programming. There's so many nights that there would be these new students that would show up, um, which is awesome. And that's like as a youth minister, like you want new people, you want this community. That's what you're trying to do, trying to build that. Um, and I could remember distinctly times where it's like, hey, there's a new student, and you need to go introduce yourself, and then the night just happens. Like you get caught up in, well, the worship's about to start, we've got programming, this person's got a question, uh, th- this kid like is upset because he got cut in line, like I got to deal with this, like all the things that just happen, uh, and then you get home and you're like, man, I never, I don't even know, right? Like I don't know the kid, I never even saw him, so this is a, a face that I'll never like recognize, you know? So hopefully they come back next week. Um, and all that kind of stuff, but these moments where you have that opportunity to do it, and looking back, like you realize that the things that kept you from from taking the thirty seconds, taking the two minutes to go introduce yourself, or the the thing that stopped you from walking over to that person in the store to just like check on them, like hey, how are you doing? I see you're having a rough day, or whatever. Um, when you think about it, and in in the moment, they felt like they were earth shattering things, but when you, in retrospect like, it was not a big deal. Like it's youth group kids get cut in line for nine square all the time. They'll get over it. Right. Right. (laughs) Like, um, the, the worship set starting like was going to be fine anyway. I didn't have to be there. Like, can't believe I wasted this opportunity on that. And so I think that's the thing that, um, probably bothers you the most or the thing that you remember the most is like, dude, what a bonehead move to, to give up the opportunity to, to meet a new person, to have that interaction. Um, for the sake of like temporary problems that independent of me doing anything about them would have just resolved themselves. It may have taken a minute longer for them to resolve, but it's not like it, it would have been like the end of the world if that had happened.
0: Early in my my ministry, uh, I was like almost 100% task oriented, right? Uh-huh. The stuff had to get done uh, you know, and paying attention to people was was secondary in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not exactly proud to admit that, but there were so many moments, and even even here recently, I had a moment where like going through some some tough stuff, and uh, you know, and it, almost a protective measure, trying to be like business as usual through it and push through, and getting called on like, hey, I don't I don't really feel like um you're, you're caring about me in this moment. And like, you, you just take those <laughs> words and you know, with some humility, you go, Oh my gosh, I've missed it. Right. Yeah. And I am, I'm not doing the thing that really matters of seeing this person. Like, yes, the stuff has to get done, but like if this person feels devalued, I've, I've missed the whole point of all the stuff we're trying to do. Yeah. And so trying to think, how do, how do I make sure people come first? Mm-hmm. Is, is really hard, especially when you have a whole lot of stuff to get done.
1: Absolutely. Well, and I think to something that I noticed once again, earlier on, so the fail point to the growth point, um, there was a, a common theme and I, I still definitely do this still some today, but like I meet with students one-on-one, we're meeting for coffee uh, and we're talking about life. We're talking about whatever. Um, usually there's like some kind of a problem. Like, I don't know what college I'm going to go to. I'm having this issue with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Like I'm having these types of problems. And, uh, in those moments, like I'm so quick to like throw out the quick minister response, right? Like
0: just trust <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Like it's like, Hey, like it's
1: like so quick to be like, well, let's see what scripture has to say about that. Like, you know what I mean? And like, that's good. Like that is not like bad advice. Um, but in that moment, like taking the 30 seconds to pause and be like, how are you feeling about that? Cause people, I've learned that like you can describe a problem you're having or you can describe something like on the opposite end, like something you're really excited about and you have that option for like half a second to just wait and see. It's like, dude, this crazy thing happened this weekend and it was so cool. You can be like, wow, that's great. Or you can be like, dude, tell me about it. You know? Uh, And that difference between dude, tell me about it. And wow, that's great um, is oftentimes the difference between seeing someone and someone being like, Oh, that was lackluster i was really excited to to share that story with you but i didn't and so um in meeting with students in that one-on-one kind of space like being ready to to ask those questions like tell me a little bit more about that or like dude why was it so great uh why was it the worst thing that ever happened like you know a little dramatic every once in a while but being ready to hear those types of things because i think that's where people really start to feel seen is because you don't have to ask that follow-up question. Like the story could be over with at the the point of, Oh, it was a cool weekend. Um, but like what made it so cool? It's like, Oh, I got to do this. Or like my parents went and did this. My dad and I went to the Astros game. We did this thing. Like those are the things that just show that like I'm investing a little bit more into you. Um, and I care a little bit more about you than just the service type answers.
0: I feel like seeing others almost, almost becomes a foundational aspect to mm-hmm. Uh, all the different things that we talk about I mean we we talk about you know seeking God, well, I mean who cares about people more than God, right? yeah, like loved us enough to like send his son i I, I don't know anyway, so seeking God is built on this idea of seeing others, right and then serving the kingdom like what well, how do I know where the needs are?
1: Mm-hmm. you know
0: how to how do I use my gifts to serve the kingdom? Well, part of it is going to be finding the people that need to be served with my gifts. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we go into sharing the gospel. You mentioned this earlier, like it's really hard to share the gospel effectively if I totally ignore people and just expect them to hear the message. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so meeting people where they are in order to like build this relational bridge with them so that I can share the truth of the gospel and it will stand up. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, sacrificial living as well, like seeing others kind of helps me to know what the sacrifice is that I need to make because seeing others really is about me taking my eyes off myself Yeah, and going, oh, there are other people that have needs and need to be, be loved and heard and felt like they belong somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, with like like you said, with the, if it being a foundational piece, if and what I'm excited to hear about from all of our our different guests and voices over the course of the season is just the ways that this idea of seeking other people like fundamentally changes their interactions with everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, People that see people well or people um, that are those folks that you, you know, they're like, well, this is the person that does that for me. Like they do that with everyone. Right. Like it is just a part of who they are. And so it makes that it makes it that foundation because those other things that you just mentioned, um, those other values, like they stem from that because I'm intentionally looking. And so now that because I'm looking, that means I'm I'm already ready to to hop in and serve. I'm already ready to to uh, share that that holy word with you. Like I'm ready to to give a little sacrificially to that. Right. Like um, you see that stuff unfold quicker and I think a little bit more simply. Um, because like who these people are and who we become at our core is very others focused. We're very much like, I'm looking for, for someone to serve, dude, right? Like I'm looking for someone else to help. Um, and when it becomes a part of us like that, like you just can't live any other way. So, uh, it's super cool.
0: You and I both mentioned, uh, just like back when I was a young minister, you know, um, the reality is I think seeing, seeing others is something that we grow into. Mm-hmm. I, do, I don't know a whole lot of people that just like naturally were born looking around going, well, who can I serve? You know, yeah. uh, I'm not going to cry. My parents are sleeping, you know, yeah. type of thing. Um, and so for me, this seeing others, like it really is the, the more that I'm seeing others, the more it's a testament to the transformation that Jesus has done in my life. Absolutely. And so it is, it's not something that uh, people just do automatically. And, you know, we want, we want to see this happen. And so it's a, a kind of an aspirational goal for, for a lot of people, but uh, it's something that we can all grow into is just taking our eyes off ourselves and seeing what's going on around us.
1: Yeah. Like I definitely, like, I would hope that today I'm better at, at seeing others than I was uh, when I first started in ministry or when I was an intern or as a high school student and uh, I would hope that you know a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, I can look back and be like, "Dude, I had no idea what I was doing back then. I'm doing it way better now, right?" Like God is moving, um, and has put that burden on me to to see others better and to do more in that way. Um, and I like that idea uh, that it, it's something that you're continuously growing in. I, I think we talk about a lot of, and we we say this a lot, right? In other seasons, so other people that have been listening and. I've heard seasons one and two. And if you haven't shameless plug to go back and listen to those, Absolutely, but but if you've heard those, you're like, this is something that it's a progress and it's a step. And that is absolutely true of all of these values. But I think this idea of seeing others is, is one that you can really linearly like chart out on your life, right? Like I think you can really pinpoint those moments when they mattered, uh, when people saw you, right? Like you can really specifically go through. So I think, uh, as far as a, a a value, as far as a spiritual discipline goes, man, this is one of them that you can really like look back and see God's faithfulness all the way through in your life and how you're uh, serving others. Like it just lends itself really well because um, we're always going to be growing in it. We're always going to be getting a little bit better at it.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that we, we really want is to be able to provide opportunities, um, different resources for you to be able to grow and seeing others. And one of the ways that you can do that is by participating in uh, some ministries in our community that are focused on seeing the people that maybe get ignored by others and uh, trying to minister to those people that get overlooked. And so we're going to drop a link throughout this season to a page on our Northside website that uh, lists out some of the the partners that we have in the community that are specifically focused on seeing people that get overlooked, um, things like Tomball Pregnancy Center. Um, and we want you to know that like you can, you can get connected with some of these ministry partners and begin to participate in, in these things because it does make a difference. So as we kind of wrap up here, I just want to thank you, Cody, for, for chiming in today and say to you who are listening in, uh, we have a lot of awesome stuff coming up this season. We've got some really cool guests. Uh, there's going to be some, some tears being shed, but also uh, a lot of really awesome stories. And we want, uh, we want you to know, uh, how everyday people are living out this value of seeing others on this season of everyday saints. So thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time.